0: Blob Talk Radio. This is George Gomond. The music stopped and I'm here. How's everybody today? It's Monday. Start of a new week. Start of a new adventure in life. So the, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about language, but love language is Interesting topic. So I hope everybody had a great weekend. It's snowing here in beautiful Colorado. You know, but I guess you would say it's enough snow that you really don't want to venture outside too much. Go to many places, so staying in and enjoying the weather and watching it snow, watching everything get covered in white it's kind of fun i I moved here from Southern California less than a year ago, so this is all this new to me. You know we get rain we used to get rain, and that was about it, right? No snow unless you went to the mountains and then you did to you know so <laughs> excuse me, I'm coughing a little bit, stuck in my throat. And piece of wall that stuff, uh, <coughs> stuck in my throat. Sorry. So we're about communication, but a different kind of communication, you know, in relationships. Now, I, the reason I got into this a little bit, I've studied a little bit, went to workshops and meetup groups years ago, and we talked about the love languages. And then we kind of presented them a little bit. Now I'm getting into more depth into it and what it means and how... Because each love language, and we'll talk about the love languages, each has its own dialects, I guess is a good word for it. That's according to Dr. Gary Chapman, who's the one who wrote the book on this from doing many, many, many years of uh, ma- family and marriage counseling and talking to marriage people, married people about their problems and their communication and how do you communicate love, right? So there's five of them. And we all have variations. Now, I've looked at mine, and I would say that I think you'd have to prioritize them. I think you prioritize. Let me give you the list. We'll go back over it, and we'll talk a little bit more about it. We'll talk about each one of them. And then we'll let my spirit guides talk to you about whatever they want to talk to you about today. So I'm going to go through the list real quick, and then we'll go back and review them. And I'll tell you mine, if you're interested. And the first one is words of affirmation. And it's some words of appreciation, words of you know and I'll read the section here. it's kind of brief in each section as I go back through it so it's words of appreciation I thought I would say that it's it's words of words of commendation works of words of encouragement it's words that you believe in that person, expressing things that you believe in what they're doing and their mission and purpose in life. So that's good. So words of affirmation. We'll get back to that one in a minute. We'll go back through each one of them a little bit more detail. Second is quality time. And quality time means being together. Now, for one person this might be very important, the quality time. The other partner not so much. So when you learn your love languages, you need to learn the love language of your partner and vice versa. So quality time would be time together sitting, talking, going for a walk with no distractions. No distractions. Turning the phones off, and not, you know, not responding to texts and all that stuff. So we'll read a little bit more about that in a few minutes. Receiving gifts. And this is interesting because I read this section and it was, but gifts are kind of a universal language. And it's not about the, the expense of the gift or the cost of the gift. It's it's a universal expression of love and, it, and it's in all cultures. Interesting, believe it or not, right? So we'll read more about that. So giving gifts is a natural expression. Now gifts could be, oh, Preparing a meal, that's a gift for somebody, right? It's a gift. We'll get more into that. The next one is acts of service. Doing things for somebody else, doing little things that they would appreciate and how they show love to you if they're doing that. And for a lot of women or men, that's really important. And the next one the last one which i think is really important i guess this would also be one of my number one or number twos is physical touch holding hands kissing embracing not just sex but the physical touch some people that's really important so you need to know what your partner responds to what is their primary love language i use the word primary because i think we in our capacity to love and the ability to love We can use all five. We respond to all five, but to some to greater or lesser degrees, right? Okay, so let me go back through the list. And so we'll talk about that. And and the reason this is kind of fascinating to me to some degree is because of doing, you know, my psychic work, my, you know, spiritual group counseling, not spiritual counseling, but my intuitive counseling, my success coaching. Because you want a successful relationship as a success coach an intuitive success coach, a good part of it is relationships, having a successful relationship, having a relationship. And Dr. Gary Chapman talked about in a relationship, and I think that's really fascinating, how is your love bucket? Is it full or is it low? Are are you being filled up with love or is it dissipating? Is it going away? are, Are you constantly filling your partner's love bucket? Okay, or are you letting it just kind of drift away, drift away, drift away? And so in my work with people, I found that communication is really important. And and so after a while, the communication stops, but you know, it it like going back to this particular subject, people communicate love in different ways. So the actual talking can be taking place but the communication is not there. Does that make sense? Because we all need love. We all want to be in love. And and you're in a relationship because you're in love. You know, the interesting point that they were making here and I think it's they said that that it for the first two years of a marriage or a couple, they, they use the word marriage pretty exclusively in this discussion, but I would say if a couple's been together and their relationship is in love and it's even though they're not married yet, they might be partners, you know, and it's not necessarily because it's heterosexual, it could be gay, homosexual, it could be any kind of relationship where this is true. Any kind of relationship. You're living with somebody. You've been living with them for about a year, right? You haven't decided to get married, maybe the circumstances, but you still have to communicate and you still have to express love. If you're living with somebody, you know, it's not just a roommate that you need to express love at some level. Right. So how do you do it? Do you know what your partner responds to or do they know what you respond to? And in working with people, I find, hmm. After the luster is gone, after the bloom is over, after that euphoric experience of love has kind of dwindled over time, which it normally does you you can't have that that euphoric love thing going on after well some they said two years, and it could be less, it could be less it could be you get back to reality, you get the little things start to irritate each other, you know the things that you found it' kind of cute and interesting. You know, the example that they used in the book, Dr. Chapman used in the book, you know, when you first meet, you have an introvert and an extrovert. Right. And the extrovert likes to talk all the time. Okay, And the introverts kind of quiet and a listener. Right. But after a while, that can become kind of irritating to both parties. So how do you fill that love back up? Because, you know, the the extrovert is, you know, I really wish he would talk more <laughs> or he would talk more. You know, I feel like I'm putting a lot of energy and a lot of talking into this and I'm not getting anything back. I'm not getting anything back. Now, I know this is off the track, but it's not because communication is really important. And instead of talking to the person, the introvert, maybe you need to express based on their love language. Does that make sense? Okay, so then then the introvert is going, "Oh, this is wearing on me." Now I've been there. I've been there. You know, I w- I'm a chatty kind of person when I was married. It was like, "Chatty, chatty, chatty, I like to share. like to share this, like to share that." But sometimes that grows old, okay? That's, that grows old. And maybe that quality time is really important, where I can express and share myself, but it has to be mutual. It can't be just one-sided. So we're not just talking about that. We're going to go back to the love language. And I, as I read through these, make a mental note or a physical note or even read more material on it and decide, oh, what's my love language? And maybe from ascertaining the information, you can go, oh, yeah, I know what my partners love. I know what they respond to. I know what lights them up as to love, where they feel they are being loved. Okay? Like I said, physical touch is really important to me. So I know I'm being touched and loved and held and you know, that's really important to me. And I guess number two on my list, and we'll go back through these, is is the idea of well, we'll go back through them. And we'll go through number two on my list would be words of affirmation. Okay, let me read the third section on the this is all based on Doctor Chapman's work, okay? By Dr. Gary Chapman. One way to express love emotionally is to use words that build up. Solomon, author of Hebrew, ancient Hebrew word wisdom, literature wrote, yeah, the books of Solomon, the tongue has a pow- the power of life and death. Many couples have never learned the tremendous power of verbally affirming each other. Now, I will stop there and say to you that I believe that we have all five. That we can use all five. That one or two is really very, very dominant here, but all five are important. And if we can learn to use all five at some level or respond to all five, we've created a better communication. It doesn't hurt, even though that's not their primary love language, to like verbal compliments, words of appreciation are powerful communications of love. They are best expressed in simple, straightforward statements of affirmation, such as you look sharp in that suit you but you you but you ever look so incredible in that dress. Wow, so little little affirmations of, "Wow, you look good, you you I, I really appreciate when you do that around the house. I really verbal. Now, if your partner is one who really responds to words of affirmation, that's really good, but maybe that's and, and, and you can see where they will light up and they they will really respond to these things if that's important to them if it's the primary okay next next little example they say here i really like how you've always on time to pick me up at work that's appreciation i appreciate what you do you're always make me laugh i appreciate that right words of affirmation have five basic love languages are one of the five basic love languages Within that language, however, there are many dialects. And we talked a little bit about the various dialects. The dialects have in common the use of words to affirm one's spouse. Psychologist William James said that possibly the deepest human need is to feel appreciated. Words of affirmation will meet that need in many individuals. Now, let me, let me put the, one of the dialects and I've been reading about, and I think it's really important somebody to encourage you or your partner to encourage you. You know, I really believe that you can do that project. You're really good at what you do. And I believe that you will be able to achieve your goals. And I'm with you, and I will support you along the way. I am here for you. That's a word of affirmation. That's a word of encouragement. That's a word of that's what that's part of it. So it's it's like what it's not just about what it's been done, but it's also about what you're going to be doing. And I'm encouraging you. And I know you can do this. and I believe in you. Right. Those are words of affirmation. Now, how does your partner respond to that? I would say that's number two on my list. OK. Number two. Now, I, I can relate to all of these some degree, but I think number two, quality time. By quality t- time, I mean giving someone your undivided attention. That's the key word here is undivided attention. You know, I've been around couples where they're both on the phone or both texting or both doing, and they're trying to talk. You know, they're sharing things, but TV's on, phones are on, tablets are on, and they're not communicating because they're not really looking each other in the eyes. I don't mean sitting on the couch watching television together. When you spend that that way, Netflix or HBO has your attention, not your spouse. So you, you know your phone or your your tablet or whatever you have or your laptop that you have with me, with you. That's distracting. What I mean is sitting on the TV couch with a couch <laughs> sitting sitting on the couch with the TV off, looking at each other and talking devices put away, giving each other undivided attention, taking a walk, just the two of you, or going out to eat and looking at each other and talking. I think the one point that he makes here, that I think it's really valid, is really looking at each other in the eyes, really communicating through the eyes. That's really important. Time is a precious commodity. We all have multiple demands on our time, yet each of us has the exact same hours in a day. We can make the most of these hours by committing some of them to your spouse. If your mate's primary love is quality time, he or she simply wants that. And so being there, spending quality time. So you have to ascertain this. What about your spouse? Do they really relish in that quality time, where you're standing there, sitting there, or walking together, and just talking, you know, holding hands or whatever you're doing, and sharing that time without distractions. See, that fills up their love bucket. That fills up their, and and they appreciate you more because you're willing to do that. Now, that may not be yours. Like, words of affirmation may not be yours, or quality time may not be yours but it is your partner's. And that's so important to keep that love bucket filled with what your partner needs. Okay, next one is receiving gifts. And I think this is really fascinating But this would have been way down on my list, but it's still not number one, but I see real value in it. Okay, receiving gifts. Almost everything you've ever written on the subject of love indicates that the heart of love is the spirit of giving. All five love languages challenge us to give to our spouse. But for some, receiving gifts, visible – I like this expression – visible symbols of love speaks the loudest. A gift is something you can hold in your hand and say, look, he was thinking of me. She remembered me. You must be thinking of someone to give them him or her, her a gift, right? Oh, they would really like this. Oh, they love this. Oh, she, I, she's thinking about reading this book, and I used to do that, so I, I respond to that one. I'm not sure if my ex-wife, that was her number one or not. Maybe it wasn't, okay? But you do it. But sometimes you have to know, is is giving a gift their number one love language? You could spending a lot of time giving gifts to someone but it's still not necessarily filling their love bucket. So think about that. You know, if they if you give them a gift and the, the book talks about this and it's really fascinating, and you know, they kind of respond to that was really nice. So oh, but they didn't they didn't light up. Like, whoa, thank you, I really appreciate that, right? Okay, let me let me finish reading The gift itself is a symbol of that thought. It doesn't matter whether it costs money. What is important is that you thought of him or her. And it's not the thought implanted in the mind that counts, but the thought expressed in actually securing the gift and giving it as an expression of love. So the gift is an expression of love, not an obligation. Oh, it's his birthday, her birthday or his birthday, and I have to give a gift. Right? So gift-giving – it's kind of random. It can be anytime. It could be anywhere. It could be a flower. It could be a card that you've made up yourself. It could be something that you've done. And it's not necessarily just a physical gift, but we won't get too deep into that, okay? But what if the person who says, "I'm not a gift giver," it didn't, I didn't receive many gifts growing up. I never learned how to select gift, but it doesn't come naturally to me. Congratulations. You just made the first discovery becoming a great lover. You and your spouse speak different languages. Okay, so you're not. that's not your big thing is gifts. Now that you've discovered that, oh, maybe I'm not that. So in, in the book, it's, let me finish this little section, and we'll talk about that. Now that you've made the discovery, get out of the business of learning your second language if you're so spouse primary love language is receiving gifts, you can become a proficient gift giver. In fact, it is one of the easiest languages to learn. And how do you do that? Well, you listen to your spouse, your partner, you you find out what they're interested in, what they like, you know, oh wow, this is really cool. I really like that. Duh, right? Make a note. They really like these. I really like roses. Well, duh, you got it. But again, so you respond to in communication, what your partner is really into. Your partner wants to, loves a certain artist. Well, buy the tickets. Okay, that's a gift. We're going to take you to the movies. We're going to take you to the concert. A gift. Boom. Done. Right. And and if they're if gift receiving gifts is their number one. Now you can you can learn this one kind of you you can learn all of these by trial and error. You know what I mean? mean? So you give a gift to your partner and they take it and they go, that's really nice. And they put it aside and it's nice, but they're not lit up by it. Same thing with quality time. You try to sit down and have quality time with them and they're kind of distraught. You know, that's not their thing. That's not their thing. Because for me, it's quality time is it's good. But it's not necessarily my thing. Now, if quality time was mixed with physical touching or holding hands or hugging or cuddling, okay, I would be on that list. <laughs> and that's number one. That's part of that quality time, right? You gotta mix them together for me. But other people are gonna be different. The next one. Let me back here and see if anybody wants to talk to me. I've got eight minutes. I don't know if we're gonna get through the rest of these today. Um, acts of service. Michelle's primary love language is what I call acts of service. By acts of service, I mean doing things you know your spouse would like you to do. You seek to please her by serving her, to, to express your love for her by doing things for her. Consider actions such as cooking a meal, setting a table, emptying the dishwasher without being nagged and asked, right? Vacuuming, changing the baby's diaper, picking up a prescription, keeping the car in operating condition. They are all acts of service. They require thought, planning, time, effort, and energy. If done with a positive spirit, they are indeed acts of love. You're doing it because you love them. You do that because you love your partner and you want to make your life partner life a little easier and you know that they would appreciate this. So it's still all about appreciation. Acts of service is showing appreciation for your partner because you know that that will make them feel good. It will know that they feel that they are loved by you because you're doing that for them. You know, and knowing your own is really important, too, because then you can express that to your partner. You know, you evaluate these things, and I would say write them all down and then go back through the list. What's number one? Now, what's number two? What's number three for you? How do you respond? Do you go intu- in- in- intuitively go inside and feel which ones feel right to you? Okay, so let me finish this section. A willingness to examine and change stereotypes is necessary to express love more efficiently. Effectively, I'm sorry. Remember, these are no, there are no rewards for re- maintaining stereotypes. Like guys never wash dishes, never do, guys never cook, guys never do this. I don't, you know, I don't this. Do, you know, there was an example in the book where the husband really disliked having to bring the trash in cans in every night you know, on the week because after he got home from work, he wanted to sit down and relax. So he come, could come home and his wife would bring the trash cans in. That is an act of service. She knew that that would make him feel good. That would make his life a little easier. It's an expression of love. Like, oh, he's such a lazy bum. Right? No, he's worked hard. He did his thing. Right? No. A hey, willing to examine. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. If your love, spouse love language is acts of service, acts, acts speak louder than words. So some guys are action people. Some guys are action people, but here's the problem with that. You know, I've talked about people about this in the past, but if you come to realize and think deeper into it, that may not be her his partner's love language just because he likes to do things. You know, take the trash out, clean up, you know, work on the car, blah blah blah, clean the backyard. That may not be hers. So he has to adjust his thinking In his attitude, maybe hers is quality time. Ooh, quality time. Now, he may be great at doing these things. You know, he may not be verbal and so forth. At some point, he has to go, well, I want to fill her love bucket up. I want her to know that I I love her, and I want to do things that she appreciates me doing. So that quality time, he has to work on it. See see where that happens in life. Okay, where where are we at time-wise? I want to try to get through the next one before we run out of time. The next one is physical touch. We have long known that physical touch is a way of communicating emotional love. Numerous research projects in the area of child development have made that conclusion. Babies who are held, stroked, kissed develop a healthier emotional life than those who are left for long periods of time without physical contact. Physical touch is also a powerful vehicle for communicating marital or love you know, between partners. Holding hands, kissing, embracing, and sexual intercourse are all ways of communicating physical love to one's spouse. For some individuals, physical touch is their primary love language. Without it, they feel unloved. Hmm, that's interesting, right? When I was reading through these and I'm reading the book, I came to realize, oh, that's probably really high on my list. Number one or number two? Hmm, interesting. Implicit love touches require a little time, but much thought, especially physical touch, is not your primary love language. And you did not grow up in a touching family. Sitting close to each other as you watch your favorite television show requires no additional time. Uh, My thing is going off for some reason. Okay. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Touching your spouse as you walk into the room where she's sitting takes only a moment. It's that touch on the shoulder. It's a grab of the arm. Touching each other when you leave the house. And again, when you return may involve only a brief kiss or a hug, but it'll speak volumes to your spouse, spouse. So if yours is the physical touch person, you love that. You respond to that. Your partner needs to understand that in a relationship. Now, you know reading all this material, I come to a the conclusion there, understanding that when we first get to marry get together with somebody and we're in you know that euphoric love thing, we may do all of these because we really want to please our partner. We may do things that we normally wouldn't do to please our partner, but as time goes on, we get involved in life and we forget, oh, this is how my my partner responds to. this is important we we kind of morph into our partners to some degree. We kind of because that's important getting to know each other, getting to know each other at a deep level and sometimes we forget. That's so it's good to review these. This is good to be reviewing from time to time because it really is something in a relationship. Now they talk about marriage, but it could be other types of relationships, right? It could be other types of relationships. It doesn't necessarily have to be marriage per se. If you're in a long-term committed relationship, same things apply. Or even if you're starting to date and you really think, I want this relationship to grow into something, start to learn a little bit more about their love language, respond to what lights them up. It's pretty easy to determine, right? In most cases, you can figure out pretty quickly, if you can go through all five of the languages with your partner, which one do they respond to most? And Or you can go through the list and have both of you go through the list, write them down, one to five, and then go back and check them off, put them, put, them, put them in order, share lists with each other, and you go, oh, I get it. I know what they're responding to. I know what they love. I know what fills their love bucket. So think about that. So I love this kind of information, and we'll, perhaps we'll get more into it in the future. But think about that when you think about love. Well, I didn't have enough time for my spirit guides. Maybe tomorrow, my spirit guides will talk a little bit more about this topic of love and being able to communicate in in a ways ways that each each of you will respond to. So think about this. This is really important in a relationship to understand your partner. And be able to adjust yourself and your thinking and your emotional base to not just please yourself. This is really unselfish because you're doing things to fill your love bucket of your partner and vice versa. So it's been fun. I love this stuff. Hope you get a chance to read it and go through it and discuss it. And we'll talk more about – I don't know what we'll talk about tomorrow, but have a beautiful day. Love you guys. And I'm waiting for this (laughs) – The show has been disconnecting off and on in weird times. So, okay. Okay, thank you.